This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning, Miss Grace Pepper Evans. All right. It's masterpiece. The blessed life means I live with the hope, regardless of what may come my way. My hope. Is on Christ, the solid rock I stand and will not be moved. The blessed life means I live with expectation. The expectation that my God will make a way when there seems to be no way. The blessed life means that my reality is that I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am the...
Good morning. It's a happy favorite Friday here at Declare Victory. My name's Andrew. Who's with me on the call? Good morning. It's Graceful Deborah Evans. Hey, Graceful Deborah Evans. Happy Friday to you. You too. Thank you. Is there anywhere and anyone else on that traveling road this morning? This is Andrew. Declare victory. We're on a roll. Who's good morning, Andrew? This is Brother Michael. Brother Michael, back on the wall. God bless you, sir. God bless you too. Feeling pretty good today, man. Thank you. All right. The 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 strength is taking that step, brother. Yes. No matter how you feel, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes. You keep walking. My brother Reggie, he's uh, on a ventilator now in the hospital, but his mother, Ruth, is doing it. Well, well, God bless him. God bless him, and we'll. We'll continue to pray for him. Like, like, like I've always been saying, when, when, when we have these prayer requests, we got to keep putting prayer on it because the enemy always attacks after you've been blessed. And the enemy always attacks when you're trying to reach for your blessing. And the enemy always attacks, you know, when you're going through before someone says, hey, can you pray for me? So basically, the enemy's always attacking, but we should always be praying. Happy Friday, Sister Yvonne. Yes, God is a very present help in trouble. Good to hear you sound this morning. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Friday. God bless everyone on the call. You have a great day. Hey, Sister Lisa, happy Friday. You have a great day as well. Thank you. Brother Johnson, how are we doing, Andrew? Hey, brother. God bless you. Glad to see you back on the wall. Happy Friday to you, sir. Happy Friday. Good morning. Happy Friday, everyone. Sister Tracy. Hey, Sister Tracy. Happy Friday. Good morning, Andrew. It's me, Mary. Hey, Mary. Happy Friday. Good morning, it's Monica. Happy Friday. God bless you, Monica. Happy Friday to you. It's a beautiful day at Declare Victory. It's Men's Day. The train is in the station. Who's with us on this call? Good morning, Brother Andrew. It's Rochelle. Happy favorite Friday. God bless you, Sister Rochelle. Happy favorite Friday to you. 
Hey, Andrew. It's Dee Dee. Blessings. Love you, man. Hey, God bless you, Sister Dee Dee. You got your peace in your hand and the Lord's in your heart. God bless you this morning. At, at the preschool, get ready to bless these baby. <laughs> okay. Hey, you stand guard over them. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry, this is Diane. Hey, Diane. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. Andre, I'm, I'm sorry. Andrew, mm-hmm. can you, uh, can we pray for Mary Jean's family today and the Barksdale family? She laid her mother to rest today. Yes, I can. Uh, I'm going to need you to give me those names again. Uh, okay. The okay. Dean family. D-E-A-N family, the Barksdale Mm -hmm. family, B-A-R-K-S-D-A-L-E. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for your thank you for your patience. You're welcome. It's a happy Friday to clear victory. My name is Andrew, and it's a highway to heaven. None can walk up there but the pure in heart. And I'm just here by the wayside talking to those on the road. Who's with me on this call? Good morning. It's Krishanda here with you on this call. God bless you and happy Friday. Good to hear your voice. God bless you, Krishanda. It's good to hear your voice too. Happy Friday. It's a a blessing just to be able to wake up. There There is so much death in the land. And there are so many problems just weighing on people's hearts. Cares of the cares of life are always there, but but it seems to be pressing more. And so, in these in times like these, is when we need to gather together and just seek the Lord. He is our fount. He is our source. He is our protection. He is the difference. And so many people, because there is such death on the road, we who know the strength of prayer, we who know the relationship of relationship with our Savior is so vital, we need to be doing even more soul-saving work. Each one needs to reach one because all planets, Apollos waters, but God giveth the increase. So we need to be telling that story the story of the good news, while we can, because we don't know who's going to contract COVID tomorrow and who may be on a ventilator the day after and may not make it through the week. They don't know either. Okay, so it's, it's, it's not enough for us to, you know, pray for those getting infected and the first responders. We need to start praying for the people who don't know Jesus 
right now who don't know that they're going up against people who don't get vaccinated, who aren't going to be wearing a mask or have a mask that's just kind of like flocked together. It isn't really doing much protecting, okay, because our loved ones are our loved ones and even our enemies are supposed to be our loved ones. So when we go before the throne this morning, keep that in mind. I will ask again, we're on this road for the clear victory this morning. My name's Andrew. Did anyone just join the call? If there be no one, I'm going to ask everyone who can hear me because we're a little over our time this morning to put your phones on mute, activate that feature, check the feature as we continue our journey this morning to make sure that it's still activated so that when the word of God goes forth, there are no interruptions or distractions to take your mind and your heart off of that which you need for the day. Thank you for joining us here at Declare Victory. My name is Andrew, and we're on this prayer call, and we meet Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we present to you our voices and our prayers to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. That's what we do. Please feel free to invite a friend or more so they can bless you and you can bless them and we all be collectively blessed together. Friday is Men's Day. Only men are scheduled in line up to bless you. So be sure to continue joining us throughout the rest of this month of February. Our monthly theme is Radical Obedience. All the declarations will focus on the importance of being radically obedient to the will and plan of God. This will and plan of God, it allows us to walk and live with purpose. There's one announcement before us today. Please join Sister Dee Dee Felder this evening, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Friday Night Live. Tonight's theme is trust. Again, tune in 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and receive the blessing that has been prepared for you. There were no prayer requests on the online app, but we have we have emergency requests that were lifted up this morning during our meet and greet. Brother Michaels, brother, we are continuing to lift him as he is doing better, but still in need of prayer with his health challenges. We're also lifting the Dean family and the Barchdale families in their bereavement. There are so many people who are losing members of their family for one reason or another, 
but it's all exacerbated because of this pestilence that's walking through the streets. Uh, these families need your prayers. And they're going to need your prayers long after the, the stressful week uh, has come and gone. So after the viewing, after the service, after the internment, they're going to need your prayers through all that series of firsts, first birthdays, first holidays, uh, first summer, etc. There are other prayer requests that we need to continue to keep in mind. The children, children that are incarcerated, that again, no politician is bringing up, no politician is talking about. They've been there for years and they're still not with their parents. They're still not going anywhere except the cell in which they're held. Children that have done no wrong, the children that are being abused in the system, outside of the system, blind to the system, the children that are being bullied online, in school, on the block, in the building where they live, trying to be forced to do wrong, trying to be forced to be something that they're not. We're lifting up the first responders. We're lifting up the people most affected by racial hate. We're lifting up the people who have lost people and these anniversaries are coming back, those bereaved hearts. We're lifting up the clergymen and clergywomen, the yoke folk of the gospel that are feeling lonely, that are feeling hopeless, that may even be con contemplating suicide. We're lifting up the financially strapped. We're lifting up the people that may lose their home and don't know the Lord. We're lifting up the people that are unsaved and have their foot right on the edge of this life and the life to come and don't know it. We're lifting up our leaders, top to bottom, federal to your local street and all the problems that are being passed over because they're not convenient, because of ideology, because of indiscriminate dislike. All of these, we're, we're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We're praying for the U.S. military that it not need to be engaged in what's going on with Russia. We're praying for the economy and have it not run, run ramshod over <laughs> the most vulnerable. All of these things were and more we're bringing before the throne of God. And we're asking every heart to focus and consecrate yourself before we go to the throne. But we go boldly because there's grace to be held and there is power in calling on his name. Order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Brother Jonathan. The declaration will be brought by Pastor Winton. That order once again 
prayer and corporate praise will be rendered by Brother Jonathan. The declaration will be brought by Pastor Witten. Immediately following, Pastor Witten will take us through Love, Life, and Victory, where he will further give us insight on the lessons that he's teaching. Our scripture for today can be found in Romans chapter 5, verse 19. The word of the Lord reads as follows. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. May the Lord add blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Please check your phones and make sure that they're still on mute as we have our prepared arts before the throne. Brother Jonathan will take us there. His voice is the next voice you'll hear. My name is Andrew Hart. I now pass the call. God bless you all. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Oh, Father, we say thank you today. God, we call you Father today. Abba, Father, we call you today. We call on the presence of your name. We call on the power of your name. We employ your rank. We employ you as Father today. God, we say thank you. Huh? Glory to your name. God, thank you. Thank you because you're here and you God, we thank you because you are Alpha and Omega. Father, we say thank you. Father, we call on your strength today. Father, we say thank you. Father, we love you. Father, without you, we couldn't make it. Father, in you we move, in you we breathe, and in you we have our being. Father, we say thank you. We pull on you today, God. We say thank you. Huh? Thank you. Thank you because you're a great God. Thank you. Thank you because you're mighty. Father, we say thank you because you are a comforter. God, we say thank you because you are a keeper. God, we say thank you because you are a sustainer. And because of those, God, we lift your name. We say thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Ha. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being a comfort keeper. God, we pray for comfort care now. In the name of Jesus, Father, we lift up this family now that is in bereavement now. God, touch their minds, touch their lives, touch their hearts, touch God in their emotions, in the place that seems to be up and down. God, we give you permission where we are now to sit where they are. Father, stir up a praise on the inside that it may cause a place for you to reside. God, calls a praise to come up on the inside, even now, in the name of Jesus, that you may have a place to sit in the place to reside. God, let them put a praise together that would cause you to have a place of throne. God, that would have a place of stepping stool. And God will give you glory that you comfort their lives, that you comfort their minds, that you comfort them in this time. Let them know that you are still God. Let them know that you are still able to do the exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or thank God. Not just as God, but as Father, as sovereign. Touch their lives in such a way. Let them know that you are still in control, that you are yet in control. God, touch Michael from the crown of his head. From the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. God, we thank you for speedy recovery. God, we pray now for those that are connected to this line. God, that that may be in any battle of sickness. God, we come against it now in the name of Jesus. We employ the power, the name of 
and the presence of your name. We employ the power and the presence of your blood now. God, let your blood be there. Let your name be there. And let your presence be manifest even now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for healing from one side to the other. We thank you for a flow of healing mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically and financially. And God, we lift you up even now. Father, as we move forward, we say thank you for opening doors in this season. We thank you for closing doors that need to be closed. Father, we pray now. God, as the word has come forth so many times, we pray now and thank you for the place of obedience. God, open up the windows of heaven and begin to pour out the winds like never before. God, let the winds of heaven blow on our lives now. Disrupt everything, God, that's not like you, but God, give breath to that which you desire us to have. God, give breath and life to that which you would cause us to walk in. So, God, because of that, we begin to give you glory. We give you honor. God, we give you praise for the angels that are on assignment with our names and faces in mind. So, God, we pray now, orchestrate heaven and orchestrate earth that we may walk in the place of time to manifest this in manifestation, that we walk in the place of time that we walk in the things that you desire for us to walk in. God, do a new work in us and in our, in our lives. God, move us in the place of the miraculous. God, because of our obedience, let the windows begin to open. God, because of our obedience, let the doors begin to open. And Father, we come against now every barrier, illegal barrier, and every wall that has been built. God, we tear it down now in the name of Jesus, brick by brick and mortar by mortar and And so, God, we begin to depend on you. We trust on you. We trust in you. God, strengthen our faith in this place. God, cause our feet to be buckled into the right place. In the name of Jesus, steady our hands, steady our minds, steady our feet now. In the name of Jesus, God, in that which seems to be turmoil, we declare peace in the minds of those that are connected to you. We declare joy now in those that are connected to you. God, refurbish and revitalize those that are in the armor of God. God, build them up again. Build us up on every leaning side. Build us up on every weak side. Fortify us again, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray for strength now for every believer. God, we pray that there would be a praise and a worship on the inside of them that would come forth unhindered, God. I pray, God, that you would begin to stir up a new sound even now in the name of Jesus. Let your wind blow right where we are. Let it be a physical manifestation. And God, we'll give your name the glory. So, God, we progress into the place of advancing the kingdom. We progress to the place of advancing in your power. And, God, we thank you now that every lying tongue shall be condemned. And, God, everything that rises up against us shall we tear down because you've given us the strength and the power. Now, God, I pray that you would amplify our sound as we begin to come out mute in the ears of the enemy. God, cause confusion in the camp of the enemy now as we begin begin to collectively give God praise. God, we ask you now to touch every individual voice and every individual God, amplify it. Amen. 
We bless your name. Oh, God, we say thank you. And God, as we begin to go back on mute, we say thank you now. We thank you for the word that come forth today. God, open up our heart and our mind that our mind would be able to receive and our heart to process. And God, we thank you for fruit from this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. 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 God, we thank you. God, we love you. God, we thank you this morning. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. Uh, good morning, Claire Victory family. Uh, I pray that you all are well today. Uh, certainly, I pray uh, that it is a favor-filled Friday. Uh, and certainly, I pray that you came in need of something today. Uh, I thank God for the prayer that has gone forward this morning. And, uh, Brother Andrew for opening us up, Brother Jonathan for carrying us on. Uh, and I thank God for you all. Uh, I, I want to throw something you all's way this morning and kind of speak to this piece. Uh, it is a little bit of what we call gumbo, but I think it's going to work. I think it's going to work this morning. Um, when I saw the theme for this, month, uh, radical obedience, radical obedience, radical obedience. Uh, I immediately thought of uh, a text that came to mind, and uh, I'm, I'm going to do my best to push it this morning uh, so that we can kind of get where we need to get. So if y'all hang with me, uh, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Uh, Ephesians 3, uh, the letter of Ephesians, uh, the third chapter, uh, somewhere around the 14th verse, I'm going to read, I think, from the English Standard Version, but you all can follow along whatever version that you all desire. Uh, so it says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, y'all hear that, uh, that he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Uh, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ. Hear this that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. And then it says, and this is what we all quote, now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly, or some translations say exceeding abundantly, uh, above all, we can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. To him be glory. Hear this, in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Uh, amen. I, I, I am going to talk about strength through obedience today. Uh, strength through uh, obedience. That's kind of what I'm going to deal with. Uh, for those who are just jumping on, uh, we're dealing out of Ephesians, the letter of Ephesians, uh, the third chapter and the 14th verse. And I read 14 through 21. Uh, but I think you could really, you could really stand to read all of Ephesians 3 in your spare time. Uh, strength through obedience. I want to kind of give a, a backdrop of this text so that we can link it with uh, where we are in our theme this month. So when we kind of dig back into the history of kind of where we are here in Ephesians particularly, uh, we find that uh, Paul has uh, a unique assignment. And I, and, and I wanna go back because I, I need to say this, uh, 
Radical obedience, a lot of times we believe that obedience puts us in places uh, that seem like rewards. Let me say that. Uh, my grandma used to say it. She used to say uh, uh, it, it's better to obey than to make all kinds of sacrifices, right? Or, or obedience is better than sacrifice. You've heard that. Uh, but but I, I want to pause here today and say that radical obedience sometimes lands you in places and spaces that you did not anticipate being in. Uh, and, and, and I want to say that because I think a lot of times we believe that obedience uh, means that immediately with, with our obedience comes immediate reward. Uh, but, but sometimes our obedience lands us in places that we did not desire to be in. That's good. So I hope, I hope you all hear that word this morning. Uh, Paul is, is like this in this text. When, when Paul writes Ephesians, particularly here, uh, Paul is in Roman imprisonment. All right. And, and he is locked up. Uh, and the circumstances behind his being locked up is that if you have followed the life of Paul, you know that in his early ministry, uh, he preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, but, but he preached it to the Jews. All right. And so it was believed. And so he taught uh, that the Jews were those who would inherit the promises of God. They were the only ones who would inherit the promises of God. And so now uh, Paul finds himself in Roman imprisonment because he, he, somewhere along in the line of his ministry, he changes his stance. Now, mind you, Paul is in prison uh, because of his obedience to his assignment, all right? And so, so that's, the, that's the word I need to speak to you this morning, uh, is that, yes, obedience pays off, uh, but 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 sometimes you have to dig a little deeper into uh, the result of your obedience in order to find the reward. All right. And, and we'll get to that in a minute. So Paul is in Roman imprisonment. He is he is behind bars. He is writing. Um, and I think it's interesting because Paul, while his situation could look uh, less than uh, amazing, while it could be less than glamorous. Uh, Paul is encouraged. He is encouraged. He is behind bars. He is he is in quarantine of sorts. Uh, but but he is uh, he is not uh, sorrowful. He writes and he writes with a joyful context. And uh, I, I need to pause here because I shared with my church a couple of weeks ago. You know uh, the pandemic hadn't been all bad. Uh, by now, some of us should have come out of some things with some other stuff. So Paul, Paul, when he's in Roman imprisonment, he actually does some of his best work. I mean, he, uh, Philippians, he writes uh, in that same place. Philemon, he writes in that same place. Colossians, he writes in that same place. Ephesians, he writes in that same place. And so he's got a lot of work that's been accomplished, even though uh, he is behind bars, all right? And so I shared with people, and I've been saying this throughout the whole pandemic, in isolation or in quarantine or whatever you want to call it, or staying at home, uh, you should have done better. You should have come out with some stuff. You should have written the book by now. You should have written the poems by now. You should have come up with the business plan by now. You should be cooking a new recipe by now. Something ought to be better, right? And so Paul finds himself, because of his obedience, he finds himself uh, in this place. Now, he writes Ephesians, uh, particularly this third chapter, as a letter uh, of strength, and he needs the Ephesian people to find the strength 
in obedience, all right? And so he needs them to know that 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 obedience that strength shows up when obedience is is the fuel of strength shows up when when obedience uh is is first. And so uh he writes and he writes from inside of the prison and he writes because the people on the outside are now concerned uh because uh, if you are doing all of this stuff, preaching and teaching in the name of the Lord and, and saving souls, uh, 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 it ought to be working for you. Isn't that what we say? Isn't that what we believe? Uh, uh, we believe that the people uh, who, who preach and teach and those who, who work hard and go to the church and do all of these things, we believe that their life should be better. And so what happens is when we begin to see people who are at the forefront of ministry, uh, when, when they begin to uh, appear to struggle or something is happening, then the people begin to lose faith. So the Ephesians, they, they now have a problem uh, because Paul, it seems like this God thing ain't working. See, see, for their mind, if this God thing had been working, you would not have been in prison. But they did not realize that prison was not uh, some punishment, but it was a part of Paul's purpose, which really leads me into this first piece. Uh, when we talk about strength uh, through obedience, strength through obedience, uh, it is important uh, that, that, that we understand that, that really radical obedience requires you to have perspective in your purpose. You got to have perspective in your purpose. Uh, when, when you understand why you're doing what you're doing, uh, it, it, it becomes easier to handle what comes with the assignment. I'll say it again for y'all. Uh, when you understand why you're doing what you're doing, hear that? Uh, it becomes easier to handle what comes along with it. Uh, sometimes you just have to remind yourself, even in obedience, in your journey of obedience, that I was called to this. Uh, I, I had to say just a couple of weeks ago, uh, somebody asked, you know, a, a lot of things were going on and I was going through some things and somebody asked me a question. I said, listen, I was called to this. I, I was called to this. And I dare y'all, even this morning, uh, to just remind yourself this week that's coming up this weekend, remind yourself that I was called to this. Pastor, why, why are you going through what you're going through? I was called to this. Uh, why is my marriage rocky, right? I was called to this. Why is the church not going? I was called to this. Uh, why is family and friends doing all that? I, I was called. You have to remind yourself that you were called to this. So you got to have perspective in your purpose. Now, Paul's assignment was actually a unique one because he really spends the top half of the third chapter attempting to unfold what we call the why behind his assignment. Uh, when you have a why attached to your assignment, the what will begin to make sense. All right, I'll say it again because y'all missed it. But but when you have a why attached to your assignment, then the what begins to make sense. So so thematically, when you think about it, Paul's assignment was centered around the mystery of the gospel revealed. All right, that that if you wanted to put a theme to to that, it would be the mystery of the gospel revealed. But when we think of the word mystery, of course, we think of secrets, things that have not been exposed. But but Paul notes this while he's in prison. Uh, he, he, he says the mystery, there has been a revelation of a mystery that has been revealed to him. Uh, in other words, God has given him a revelation. And so Paul notes that, that while he's in prison, in the same breath, he talks about why he's in prison. And he's in prison really on behalf of the Gentiles. I mean, at the end of the day, Paul built that early ministry around the Jews, but, but now the revelation is, is one that he receives that says the gospel of Jesus Christ is not just good for the Jews. 
But now it's good for the Gentiles, which means that everybody, everybody has access to the, the promises. And then he really messes up when he says that they are heirs, okay? And so the Bible says that those who were with him in the beginning, those Jews who, who, who enjoyed the exclusivity of being heirs of the promise of God, now they get mad with Paul. And so as a result of that, they riot. And that's how Paul ends up in prison, because he takes the fall for the riots happening. I want to pause here and say, because I can hear somebody saying, well, Pastor, why, what, what, where is the radical obedience? First of all, you have to understand that, to understand that Paul ended up changing uh, his, his, what he had been saying. His assignment uh, begins to change. And so now Paul is, is, is radical in the sense that he now is required to say something that culturally is not popular. Can I help you? Can I help you, men and women of God? God is raising up people, I believe it, that, that, that are, are anointed to say what others deem as unpopular. Paul has an unpopular opinion, but he's confident in it because he received the revelation from God. But hear this, if y'all don't remember nothing else I say today, remember this. When Paul receives the revelation from God, about the Jews and the Gentiles, the Gentiles being heirs to the same promises as the Jews. Hear this. When he gets a revelation from God, his mission changes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is our problem, and this is our challenge. When, when he hears from God, hear that, his mission changes. I, I've been saying this for about the last two years now, but, but, but when it comes to your obedience in God, hear this. You must learn how to be agile. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying you cannot be stuck in the way you always have done things. God is challenging the way we hear from him now. The way he used to speak to you is going to change. Why? Because the believer is required through obedience to be agile, which means you cannot be married to something. But you must learn how to be agile so when he speaks, you don't mind changing. The revelation from God comes, and it changes Paul's mission. He is no longer preaching to who he likes only. He's no longer preaching to just his people, but instead Paul's mission changes, and so his assignment changes. Here's my question for you this morning. Are you willing through obedience to have your assignment change in the middle? How many of us are married to our assignment? You, you, you've been saying, I've been in this house 15 years. I, I've been on this street 20 years. I, I've been in this church 30 years all my life. I, I've done this. And God is saying, yeah, that's great. But I need you, hallelujah, to be agile in this season. And as believers, you have the responsibility that when you hear a revelation from the Lord, hear this, then your mission has to change. All right? So, 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 so you got to have perspective in your purpose. You have to understand your why. That is where we gain strength and obedience, first from understanding that. But then you really have to incorporate prayer in the process. And that's why we're here today. Hear this. The key to really seeing change in your life uh, is, is, is to seek the faith of God in prayer. Uh, you'd be surprised how many plans fail all because we don't seek the faith of God before acting. Uh, you can do more on your knees. Hear me. You can do more on your knees than you can sitting down and worrying. You can do more on your knees uh, in prayer than you can do on a telephone. You can do more on your knees in prayer uh, than you can do wallowing in self-pity. All right. So, so the letter shifts actually around the 14th verse uh, as we kind of transition into Paul's prayer 
for the Ephesians. So in the beginning, he's explaining his assignment. He's, he's talking about the why, and he's talking about how even though he's in prison, uh, his, it, it, it is not it is not something they should frown upon, but it's all a part of his purpose, right? Uh, but, but, but then he shifts over into this prayer, and he acknowledges that though he has had this revelation, the revelation actually strengthened him. But now his, his concern is that the people outside would be strengthened. And so Paul is very specific in his intercession. And I love this part of this text because Paul begins to intercede on behalf of the people. And, 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 and I do really have to pause and kind of say this. Some of us have gotten really generic in our prayers. But, but when you are petitioning the throne of God, when you are at the mercy seat, when you, when you find yourself needing something and or petitioning for somebody else or interceding, you've got to be specific. Hear me today. Uh, uh, we're, we're getting lax in our praying. And so we, we, we're kind of moving from our, our specificity. And, and, and instead, we're finding ourselves playing, praying these blanket prayers. But, but Paul is very intentional and strategic as he petitions on behalf of the Ephesians. Here's what, Paul's, here's what Paul asked God to do for the people. He says, first of all, strengthen their inner man. Strengthen their inner man. Uh, not the flesh, but the spirit. All right? Hear this. Uh, the reason why so many of us are actually easily overcome by the battles is because we are so busy trying to strengthen our outer man that our inner man is weak. Hear me. Hear me. So he says, Lord, I, I need you to strengthen the people, uh, but not in their flesh. I need you to strengthen their inner man. But then he prays that they would have the indwelling of Christ, the indwelling of Christ. Uh, he says that Christ may dwell in their hearts. That's how he writes it in the text. Uh, we, we, no matter where we are, no matter what we do, uh, uh, we need Christ to abide in us, right? Uh, uh, which means we must make intentional space for him to infiltrate our space. But then he says that we might understand the dimensions of the love of God. I, I got to say this. When you understand the height, the depth, uh, the length, uh, 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 the breadth of, 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 of what God's love is to us, uh, then we won't desire love. We won't, we won't worry about being loved somewhere else. Once you understand that God's love uh, is wide enough to cover every person, uh, it, it, it's long enough to, to last through eternity, it, 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 it's deep enough to reach the worst sinner, right? Uh, but it's high enough to take us to heaven. That is the love of God. So he says, I pray that the people uh, would, would gain strength. Uh, through learning the dimensions of the love of God. But then lastly, he says, I pray that they would have the fullness of God, that they would experience uh, the fullness of God. He says that you would be filled with the fullness of God. When you experience the fullness of God, think about it when you eat that good food and, 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 uh, and, and it is, it, it's a table full of stuff, but you've already gotten full. There's no room for anything else. You, you, you may desire something else. You may want some more dessert. You may want some more macaroni. You may want some more greens, but, but there's no more room for it. And Paul says, I pray that these people would find their strength uh, through being full of God. And, and, and I would suggest to you this morning uh, that some of us need to be praying that prayer, Lord, let me be full of you. Let me be full in you, God. I, because where we are full of him that's less room for other things. When we get full of him, when we experience, hallelujah, his fullness, then, it, then we don't have to worry about the other things. And so he says there's no way to gain strength without prayer. There's no way to gain strength. So, so whatever you do in your obedience to God and strength comes 
when we pray. But then he says this, and this is what I really, really like. Paul kind of shifts from understanding the assignment to going into intercession, but then ending in praise. Radical obedience does not just require you to move, but it also requires you to honor God. Hear this. I tell people all the time, praise praise may not bring you out of a situation, but it sure will give you strength while you're in the midst of it. Uh, uh, that's why David writes, I, I will bless the Lord at all times, and it's praise, right, shall continue to be in my mouth. Uh, when we talk about prayer, prayer is really mentioned well over 350 times in the Bible, and that's not including other variations of the word, but praise is mentioned equally as much, uh, which, which tells us just as much as we pray, even in seasons where radical obedience is required, we ought to be praising God. Paul, Paul addressed the mystery of, of Christ revealed. He says, he says, even though I am where I am, my obedience has landed me here, but it's a part of my purpose. It's a part of my journey. He prayed now that the people would have the same obedience, that they would be strengthened, that they would learn how to be agile, that they would move and experience the fullness of God. But then Paul, now in verse 20, he shifts into what many of us know as a doxology, right? And a doxology is nothing more than a, a liturgical form uh, of praise unto God. So it's like a hymn of praise. And, and, and I do have to say this. He says, and now unto him uh, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. I, I, want, I want you to think about where Paul is when he is praising. I want you to think about where Paul is when he is giving God glory. I want you to think about where Paul is when he is not even free yet physically, yet he's able to say, and now unto him who is able. Sometimes we find strength through obedience. Hear this. When we acknowledge and understand that God is able, not that he has done it, not that we are praying, we're, we're going to wait to praise him when he doesn't. But, but the fact that he is able, when we talk about radical obedience, you may step out and make a move, and the move may not seem to be immediately profitable. But you have to pause and praise God, not because a reward is on the way, but because God is able. Hear this strength through obedience. Paul uses his life as a litmus test for the Ephesians to tell them that look at me, while I heard the voice of God, I still am in a less than desirable predicament is what some would say. But Paul says, I, I recognize that God is able to do exceedingly, hallelujah, abundantly, hallelujah, above all we can ask or think according to the power, not that works in him, but, but according to the power that works in us. What kind of power are you working with this morning? What kind of power are you working with? What, 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 what kind of unction of the Holy Ghost are you, are you working with this morning? How will you navigate your radical obedience even when it places you in a place that you don't necessarily desire to be in? And then how do you communicate to those who see your journey that what you're going through is not for nothing? Hear me. Hear me. Paul, that's why I love this letter, because Paul is telling the people, 
that I am strong because I've been obedient. And when you've been obedient in God, you can trust the fullness of the process. Hear me. Hear me this morning. I don't know who needed to hear that word, uh, but I pray even now that as you navigate your radical obedience, as you navigate the assignment, that God will continue to illuminate your heart and your mind and that he would give you strength enough for you not to only preach to yourself, to pray to yourself and to prophesy for yourself, but also to help others along the way, just as Paul did on the inside. Listen, uh, that, that, that is, and it was a little heavier than normal, but that, that was the word for uh, today. I pray uh, for our obedience today. I pray, I pray even in this moment that God would, would make us agile, that he would allow us to be fluid and flexible. That is my word for today. Uh, for those who did not get a chance to greet this morning, if you can come off a of mute and greet us, and then we'll go into love, life, and victory. I want to hear from y'all this morning. I want to hear what you pulled out. Uh, I want to hear what you had questions about. Uh, I want to hear what made you say amen and maybe what made you say ouch. Let's talk this morning. Hey, Stephanie's on the line. Pardon everybody. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. It's jubilant. Online. Good morning, it's Mary. Hey, good morning, it's Moxie. Good morning, it's good Matthew. morning, it's Diane. Good morning, it's Miss B. Good morning, it's Gloria, it's Gloria. Good morning, morning Good morning, this is Bahati. Good morning, this is Yolanda. Good morning, this is Chris. Uh, thank you for the message this morning. Good morning to everybody. Lottie Dottie and everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Anyone else? Anyone else? Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Thank you for your declaration. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. It's Natasha. Thank you so much. Hey, good morning, Natasha. All righty, let's talk this morning. Love, life, and victory moment. Let's talk. What stood out to you? Uh, what challenged you? What did you go? Hmm. What, 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 what made you think this morning? Good morning, I'm Pastor Winston. This is Christina. I appreciate your share this morning. And uh, a couple of things that stood out to me. One of, one of them was how you broke down the radical obedience of Paul and how he even poured out to the churches in the midst of his own suffering um, because he just was that obedient. Um, how you talk about how praise may not bring you out of a situation, but it will help you through the situation, how praise is so important and how we need to um, shy away in our radical obedience phase and as we grow in Christ from uh, warring with generic prayers. So just thank you for those nuggets. God bless you. 
Absolutely. I love hearing that. Uh, God bless you this morning. Uh, those those are some good ones. Those are definitely some good ones. Anyone hey, else? Good morning. It's Didi. Yeah, it's Didi. Uh, Christina Joy, thank you, sis. You all up in my little notepad because, oh, wow. All of it, all of it, that generic praying. And then in the midst of what assignments you've been married to, I'm probably not wording it like you did, but being obedient enough to know when it's shifted. So when you talk about, like, you know, being in something for so long and being on whatever ministry or whatever church or whatever neighborhood or whatever house, even some relationships, when the assignment changed, you have to be obedient. So this morning, even in that place of when you're praising or you're warring for something, whether it's a doctor's report or whether it's for, you know, it's so much grief. I mean, oh, my God, overwhelmed with it. But to be obedient enough, and this is what's real for me today, to trust him no matter what is going on, because it is, we are in this world, not in this world, but there's so much going on. But to be obedient enough to know that, hey, that assignment may have shifted, but you got to be obedient enough to just ride it out and move when God says move, but you got to know his voice. You got to know his word. And you got to know when it's really him. So you know your assignment. So brother, my God, man of God. I didn't mop this whole school listening to your amazing share this morning. Thank you. I love you a lot. Love you, love you, love you, Didi. That was that was awesome. Uh yeah, that 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 uh that timing uh is 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 everything. Uh and really realizing kind of where we are in assignment. Uh understanding that why you'd be surprised how many people are doing things without even knowing why. Uh and and I think that there there is uh, there's great power in first understanding your why, right? Uh, even in our obedience, you got to understand why the why uh, that that kind of gives weight to the what. Uh, so when you understand why things are happening, why we're going through these things, then then it kind of makes what we're dealing with uh, just a little more palatable. That was good this morning. Anyone else? Good morning, Pastor Winton. This is Rochelle. Happy Favor Friday. You got me all the way together over here. Um, what stood out to me is, um, you know, that I don't I don't get to be disobedient because the script changed. I forgot who the author was. Yeah. So I, I, I don't get to be mad. I just have to realize that I was called to this, and I have to follow the script of the author and finisher of my faith. That work is in me. That that it was so much. I, I gotta go back and listen to the playback because I couldn't even write all my notes down. But to God be the glory. When I say favor Friday, He also it's just not about you know showering you with things. It's getting you together spiritually, physically, yeah. natural, everything. So God bless you, sir. God bless you, Rochelle. God bless you this morning. Anyone else? Love, life, and victory. Yeah, so I'm going to get on this question again. Uh, that concept of knowing that you need to move and move. I, I appreciate yeah. that, 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 that's, that sentiment. I've been, it's been weighing on me a little bit. There's some in here who do know me. Uh, do you hear my notes too? So, uh, I appreciate it and I'm looking forward to the movement. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. That agility is that that is big. I hope that stood out for somebody and spoke to you this morning. Being agile, you would be surprised how many people of God 
uh, are so rigid uh, and and so stuck uh, with with what we are comfortable in. You know, that's why Paul is able to later write, you know, in all things I've learned to be content, right? I've learned not to be complacent, but to be content, right? Because in complacency, we get lazy. Uh, but in contentment, uh, it, it, it means that we've become okay with what he is uh, or, 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 or what's happening. And so I think that, uh, I think that's a major piece and that's a major component for many of us. Anyone else this morning? Love, life, and victory. Hello? Yes. Okay, I want to make sure you can hear me. Hey, great declaration, Pastor Winston. I love everything about it, but you know what? Keep on, um, I keep on hearing right now, and y'all forgive me because I never always get the scriptures all the way right, but the one where he say, when I want to do right, but I do yeah. wrong, yeah, that one. But what I loved about what you said um, was, greater is 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 the power that he has given us is in me like you know it's in yeah. you so yeah i don't know why this is hearing that like because for me when it comes to obedience and i'm just being honest it seems like when i try to when i'm like literally trying to like say i'm gonna do it i'm gonna be obedient in that it seems that like if for me it gets i do opposite or it gets worse i have to be more yeah. um um god very more more um aware like like seriously even when i'm doing that i, I find that i'm still lacking in some um, disobedience so it, it's just the, um for me that scripture just been calling to me so when i read it i was like but i love that he said it's greater greater is in you it's, it's in you 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 know and stop thinking like oh you got to call up on the power you know or you got to call up on you know, that type of um, uh, mindset because it's in me. And I'm so glad that God always, um, the Holy Spirit, the way he He talks to me in those ways, usually back in the day, usually I used to be feeling condemned, like condemned. I used to be feeling like, oh, I messed up epic, you know, like God, you know, yeah. you know, get so frustrated with it and all, like get in my emotions. But on today, I can at least, I'm so grateful that I can see, he shows it to me and say, okay, we can do this. You can do this. Come on, you know, it's in you. You can do this. So yeah, all that that order and that obedience. Keep praying for your sister for real. I got you, I got you, I got you. That uh, I uh, I wanted to I wanted to kind of say something this morning. Uh, lift up this small piece about uh, when Paul's assignment changed, the the people that were originally with him were upset uh, because his assignment changed and it caused them to act out. And uh, I, I think that's interesting because I think many of us have been in stages of our life where we have begun something maybe with somebody or a group of people uh, and the assignment changes over time. And now the assignment, because it changed, it frustrates uh, those, those who were originally there. And I thought that was interesting because the Jews got really upset with Paul uh, when, his, when his mission changed. But, but his mission changed because he got a revelation from God. And I guess my question, even this morning, is what do you do when you get a revelation? What's the, what, what do you do when God begins to speak to you uh, a certain way? And, and, and I think that that's a major piece because sometimes we mismanage or mishandle the revelations of God. And so that's another place where that radical obedience hits because when you have a revelation, then you are responsible. Revelation makes you responsible. All right, anyone else? 
Miss Didi again. This is Diane. Oh, go ahead, Diane. Uh, you said something this morning. Um, you said you uh, when you seek God in prayer, you can do more on your knees than you can worrying. And I think a lot of us uh, look over that because um, for our inner man, we need to be praying for the inner man as well. And I notice a lot of people don't don't do that. And the end, it's the inner man that needs strengthened so our faith and stuff will grow in Christ. And it's, it's just, you know, you gave a lot of good points this morning that I got a chance to write a lot of them down, but I still need to go back. But it's just an uh, awesome declaration that, you know, uh, I can apply to my own life because sometimes we get real busy and we stop doing the things that we need to do to continue to strengthen ourselves in, in God. So I just wanted to say that we had a great declaration this morning and I love your teaching. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, stay encouraged, but also, like you said, I, I just, I believe, uh, that this is this is a time where uh, God is changing intentionally. He's changing how we have heard from Him, uh, and so I, I, my prayer, even for all of us, is that we begin to yield to to the to the ways that would cause us to kind of be stretched some uh, to hear Him. I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago, and they were saying, Pastor, you know, I used to hear God in dreams and visions, and it seems like I haven't had those lately. And I say, Well, God is still speaking. You just need to figure out how. Uh, and and so I uh, I I think that's just a, a awesome piece this morning, and uh, I'm always blessed by the clear victory. You all bless me uh, just with the comments and just with the encouragement. And so certainly I thank God uh, for you all. Also, anyone else? Yes, yeah, Didi. Again, I just wanted to say, um, Diane, you you kind of said what I was going to say too. But when you were talking about the prayer being generic, that is such a key thing right there because you have to be specific. You have to, like, have targeted prayers. You have to, you know, you, it's so much to prayer. Prayer has to be so effective. And now, like never before, you can't be doing the mundane. You can't be doing the, the mamsy-pamsy, oh, I, now lay me down and sleep. None of that. You need to just go in. You know what I mean? Just like an assignment, <laughs> you got a project that's due. You know, you know what I mean? You're not going to have to do that. So your prayers have to really be specific and you have to repeat God's word back to him for everything. So just praying and um, meditating and then also knowing how to pray and knowing, you, it's so much to what you said. I mean, you really gave a lot this morning. I'm so full. Like, I, I know I'm busy from the pine saw too, but it's like, oh my God, everything that I've been fighting, because I'm fighting, but I can't give up now, no matter what's to come. I have to know that God, I have to believe, first of all, that when I'm praying, that I'm believing my prayer. That's that it. I can't say it and not believe it, you know what I mean, or just talk. Because that's what I think Diane kind of said, too. Getting on the phone is good and all of that, but go to him. A lot of us do too much talking as well. I'm learning that. It's like, be still and know that I am. Listen to what the word is saying. Go to him with it. Go, and yeah, we got to um, confess to one another, but confess to God. 
Let him know what his word says about whatever that situation is and then believe it. That That's for me. But, man, these notes, that, whew, fire. I can't even, I'm supposed to be vacuuming in this office. Let me get off this phone and then <laughs> tap back it. Man, you blessed. Like, for real, I've been, I'm going to be real transparent. I've been in a place. Like, not ready to give up, but my spiritual um, levels were low, right? Because I can give all this for everybody else, but encouraging me has been hard. But this morning, brothers, when I tell you, oh, Jesus, I'm going to take some laps on a little play yard, too. But thank you, man of God. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Bless you, Didi. I, I, um, I, I'm praying because I think that there is something that you mentioned that you were going through some things, but I think there's just some things that uh, many of us are kind of shifting in and uh, things. We always hear the word shift in church and everybody talks about that, but, but uh, there is a rearranging of things. And I think that uh, it is calling us into order in some areas and it's calling us to prioritize. And that's been the word of God for my personal life uh, was that you can do a thousand and one great things. Uh, but God says, you know, that there, there needs to be something has to be uh, prioritized. And so I think that uh, I'm, I'm praying concerning several things, just with the body of Christ and all of us who are connected, uh, that I do believe that there is a rearranging uh, that, that he's calling for. So I thank God for you, sister. I do. I do. Anyone else? Good morning, Pastor. This is Andrew. And I so appreciate the lesson that you taught this morning uh, one, one one thing that came to mind when 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 you when you were going through uh each each thought was that the, the the similarities between paul and elijah because of it it, it 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 at some point in their walk they both thought that they were the only ones crusading for the lord uh, Elijah versus the uh, prophets of Baal, and Paul, before his name was changed, he was crusading against these these newcomers who were just blaspheming all over the place. And the more they tried to tramp it down, the more loud the the rumblings became, and so they got more and more animated in both. Causes. But then when they had their, you know, come to Jesus moment, uh, their agendas changed directly. And Elijah got his uh, victory lap and then he was taken away. <clears throat> Paul had said that he was going to Rome because you can't just put your hands on me. And then while he was in Rome, he was on the way to Rome, he was like, yeah, but I'm going to go to Spain after this. And there was no Spain after that. There was just Rome, and he was not going to leave. But there was something in that meeting, that that, that relationship that he fostered with, with the Lord from that point on, from his journey to Damascus on, that said, no matter what happens to me, I'm staying on assignment. If if I die, then I'm going straight to him. If I'm alive, I still got work to do. It may have been something that he saw when he was caught up to that third heaven. <clears throat> he never said, we're not really going to know until we get there. But in my spiritual eye, I think God showed him 
where he was when he gets there so that no matter what happened to his body earthly, he knew what his, what his reward was going to be. And so he was going to be more zealous about the second half of his life than he was the first. But the bottom line was, you know, he was going to suffer and he did, but it didn't matter because he knew the work that he was going to do and how many people it was going to help. And so I can't complain when things get rough for me. There's, there's still things that I can do in the midst of that, that the roughness doesn't, you know, cut off. It doesn't impact. And I need to find those things. If I don't know what they are, pray that they're revealed to me. When I find out, just stay on top. Because in the end, I'll get the reward. And the reward just may be some people won't be lost. And that's reward enough. So thank you, sir, for your lesson. Going back on mute. God bless you, Brother Andrew. That was awesome. Uh, thank you for kind of walking us through that uh, and and certainly even pouring that in. I think that uh, I think journey is important. Uh, path is important. Timing is important, especially when it comes to the things of God. So I, I definitely say good morning to you, and that was awesome. Thank you so much. Anyone else? All right, no one else? All righty. Well, listen.